Padem's Up. Hey, y'all. Episode 27. Donald Sutherland. This is 26. <laughs> no, what? 27. Oh. <laughs> oh, we boy. just talked about uh, this. We it. just went through this. I'm sorry. Jeez, Pete. I can't get fine good help these days. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How you doing? We're back at Potoms Up in the uh, One Shot Studio. And... Uh, We've got a different uh, type of lineup tonight. Um, we're going to be kind of freewheeling. We're, we're calling it Brawless. We're going Brawless tonight. No support from Blotto. I was going to say, how about blotto <laughs> We going yeah, Commando? <laughs> Commando, Brawless. But uh, our dear friend Blotto is uh, not in our presence tonight. He's uh, out of town taking care of some personal business. So we miss him. And uh, because he's not here to crack the whip over us... We have a... Um, Who's going to talk this entire episode now? <laughs> I'm working on it. Radio silence. <laughs> Radio silence. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're kind of approaching this um, differently tonight. You may pick up on that. But uh, first of all, I'd like to let you know that uh, to my left is Nobs, the engineering department. How you doing, Nobs? I'm great. It's a beautiful day out there. Good to be here. It's great to be in a, Good to in be in a studio and it's the, <laughs> the best day of basement. the year. <laughs> And across from me, you may uh, recognize the voice as Half Pint. Welcome. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? How are you? How are you? And then to my right, we have a special guest for uh, episode 27. This is our dear and lifelong friend, Spooge. (laughs) Hello, hello. How's the Spooge tonight? He's doing well. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So, all right, we got through that part, and uh, as we were discussing before we went on air here, we're all dying of thirst, so we're going to jump right in on the Bia. And uh, this Bia was uh, purchased and donated by Half Point, so we're going to let her take lead on that. All right, let's see. So this is from North Pier Brewing Company in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Is Sweet. that in the UP? Lake Michigan. No, it's over here. Oh. Well, Heading towards Chicago. Well, it's You'll called, drive right by it tomorrow. tomorrow. It's called Buck Rider. It's a Belgian IPA, which I'm going against my own better judgment and got something that was Belgian-related, but I'm interested to see the mix with an IPA. Um, it says it's a hot-forward Belgian-American hybrid, burnt orange color, which I think we're seeing in our glasses. High bitterness. Yay! It says peach aromas, fruity apricot character of the Belgian yeast. The can is really cool. It's like red. It's got some buck riders, I'm assuming, on it. It says they're riding like ghost goats. Well, it says the the devilish blend is named after the buck riders of northern Belgium, a gang of ghosts that soar through the sky on the backs of flying goats. Sweet. I think you nailed it. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. That is one of the better. (laughs) That is one of the better cans. There was um, there was like a a sister beer. It was the same company. Or same brewing company, and they had same same can. It was black. It was a different beer. It was a porter that I almost got, but it was a lower alcohol percentage, so I picked this so one. So you know instead. which way we went. But it was very the cool. Course. Maybe I'll bring it a different time. But it was it was black, and it had a wolf on it. I forget what it's called now. It's the but, wolf. It's the but wolf. this one was pretty cool too. So. All right. Well, let's have Potoms up here, and we'll give her a swig. All see right. what we think. Happy. That is bitter. <laughs> it's good. You're right about that. All right, half pint. That is good. It's been a while since I've gone for the really hoppy IPAs. I'm a <clears throat> two-hearted kind of gal. 
but I had to take a break because it's <laughs> there were some dangerous nights there. But uh, it's really good. It's very bitter, but it has a really good flavor. Um, I don't know if I'm getting peach and apricot, but I only had one quick swig, so we'll keep t- keep tasting that and finding out. I would say it's there. It's subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still getting through the hops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to get through. <laughs> what do you think, Nobs? Um, I, I, I think I enjoy it. Like Spooch said, it's very, very hoppy. You have to kind of get through that a yes. little bit. Um, usually this is my style of beer, but I might reserve judgment on this until halfway. Yeah. Because um, it might be a little bit too bitter for me. Okay. And Spooch. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a bitter German, so this is right up my alley. <laughs> This is a quarter um, gone already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I echo half pint in that I am also a two hundred ale girl, um, <laughs> and uh, but I'm liking it so far. I mean, it's it's strong, but it's tasty. Cool. Well, did we say the percent? Six point seven. Six point seven. It's got a decent color. I actually expected the color to be a little brighter. It's it's a little murky, mm. but not bad. And it did pour a nice head, as Spooch found out. He had about four inches. <laughs> of so, wow. So there's pl- yeah, That there's, was a stacked sentence. Yeah, that doesn't go well with the <laughs> name. There was plenty of uh, carbonation going on with Spooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. And I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> um, and you know me. I like it as bitter as possible. So it matches my personality. So Yeah, this uh, seems right up your alley. This is definitely up my alley. And... Uh, Here's a second cheers to Blotto, because he'd probably hate would, this. Oh, he would despise it. <laughs> Absolutely. Would. These would. are some sad cheersing going on. These glasses are really full. <laughs> okay. So, moving right along. We, we have no facts to check, because... We're just that good. We're just that good, and Blotto's not here. <laughs> that's what he does. That's what he do. So, we're going to skip right over that. And... Uh, kind of jump into uh, topics. Um, we don't have one main topic this week. Um, we thought because of the lack of preparedness that we would uh, do a little um, jumping around, just some current topics and just kind of throw it around the table and see where we go. Um, Spooge had one that we'd like to kind of come out of the gates with. It's probably the one of the most current as well. So uh, you want to introduce it? Uh, Certainly. Um, Nancy Pelosi was asked about, uh, this was a private setting, but uh, she was asked about Trump and impeachment, and she made a statement regarding it uh, to the extent of uh, she would rather see Trump in prison than impeached. Um, Trump was all over this like crazy, and before his Normandy speech uh, just a day ago, he went on with Laura Ingram. And he just lambasted her, called her a horrible human being, um, in the, with the backdrop of the crosses and white headstones in Normandy. He throws that out there. The Jewish stars. The so that's setting. And then his, his, his other response was uh, criticizing her for saying that she would jail a political opponent, which we know he certainly has done <laughs> with Hillary Clinton, so... Not exactly uh, appropriate for him to say it that way. Now, what, I, I'm not trying to correct you, but it's just a small point. She wasn't asked about that. It was said behind doors in oh, a, okay. in a uh, Democratic House meeting. And then 
she had something to do with leaking it because. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's. I she that wanted to get. It wasn't a. She wanted it was a to, kept She <laughs> wanted to get under his skin. Yes. Because she does it oh so well. Oh yes. And, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to correct you, but oh no no, they real time fact check. That's okay. Yeah, we're fact checking. There we go. There we go. We're not about alternative. But facts, yeah, so I, I guess it was said in a closed door behind doors meeting, and of course they leaked it as soon as she said it, and. Uh, she she knows how to push oh, that yes. guy's buttons. Dear leader's time. buttons are yeah. very easy to push, and she knows which ones to go after. So um, it almost seems like that's her goal right now is just to keep pushing those buttons for him to make a mistake. Because every time she does it, he says something yes. hypocritical or against what he said before, and sounds like an asshole. And and she <laughs> continues not to commit to impeachment, but. She enjoys this part yeah, of the game. Just toying with <laughs> and him. And is excels at it. She's done a great job with it. So. I think it brings back like it brings him back down to the things that they're trying to distract from because they'll bring up they'll bring up, you know, whatever they're gonna bring up to distract from the real issues that are going on and she'll just make a statement she knows is gonna bug him, mm-hmm. but it kinda gets him saying stupid stuff and it just kinda I think it's a good way to highlight it's like, hey, by the way, also he's an idiot. And, and did you happen to <clears throat> happen to see like there was that Laura Ingram um interview which was the most inappropriate thing they could yes. do in that setting. But later that night Hannity picked up right where Ingram left off and he and he was calling um uh the move that Pelosi did by saying that that she's creating a banana republic yes. and that it was the most um the most horrible thing she could have done and then you you bring up the hypocritical part where they yes. were chanting lock yes. her up when they're talking about hillary at all these rallies and don't forget him calling to have comey jailed yes. mm-hmm. mccabe jailed um struck Lisa Pay, all those people, he wanted them all thrown in jail. Absolutely. And here's 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 a big difference between the two situations. Here you got the the presidents of the United States, dear leader, who's supposed to carry himself a certain way and maintain a certain decorum. He does this stuff out in public where it's being recorded, everybody hears it, and he worldwide. Yep. What Pelosi did, whether she leaked it or not was done behind doors with her party. So there's a big difference. And you got yeah, that for sure. that asshole Hannity making them, even, you know what I mean, making her out to be the bad guy over this when pff, he blows her away in regards to stuff <laughs> oh, like sure. this. I mean, come on. But I, I, I'd heard an analysis about maybe another reason she did what she did is because there's so much pressure on her... And the the whole situation with the Democrats, the ones that are trying to lean on her to get her to move, and she's sort of not making a sure. move. So what it does is it it makes it gives the impression that the Democrats are divided, the Democrats are in chaos, the Democrats can't make up a mind, make up a their minds to save their souls, right? So by doing something like this, she sort of sidesteps the impeachment question and gives you a, a firm answer. Yes. She goes, she basically said, I'm not interested in impeaching him, at least now. I'd rather see him in cuffs. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you think about it, it sort of takes the pressure off of the impeachment thing and it puts the focus, at least for a little while, on another 
possibility. So maybe that will be the narrative that gets picked up. Hey, if we could indict this guy, he would be in handcuffs. He would yeah. be in jail. So I think it, you nailed it. Sorry to interrupt, but like it does reinforce that he has crimes out there, and yeah, people he forget should be. In he, jail. He's an unindicted co-conspirator. Go if you go back to the stuff that New York State has mm-hmm. on him, or the um, New York District. I'm sorry, not State. Oh, SDNY. Yeah, yeah. Yes. SDNY has on him. He he's he's a unindicted co-conspirator yeah. along with um, Cohen. Yeah. I mean he he's. Named in an indictment, essentially. They haven't done anything about it. No, because they can't. But there's, I I guess it's all this chaos and cacophony and the noise. We always forget about that kind of stuff. And and you also forget about New York State's coming after him, Washington, Virginia. They got all Mm -hmm. these other uh, legal proceedings going on that we don't know about because they were redacted. But there's other stuff out there. So, yeah, you can't forget that he's... And I think... Even if, you know, impeachment doesn't go through, he gets voted out in 2020. I think, like, the next day... Oh, he'll get indicted. Oh, that, yeah, that's what I was going to oh, ask. Absolutely. I'm like, where yeah. is the that? The Southern District's just going to be, like, Cause they're just knocking waiting. on his door. Oh, yes. So like, they're as, just holding out on that precedent? Steps, as soon as he steps out of the White House, it's just, <clears> click, yeah. here's your new bracelets. Yeah. Oh, and if I can add one more thing about the, the reason that Pelosi pushed the buttons that she does is all the talk about impeachment, Trump... Oh, sorry. Bad slip. Cut that out. The president, <laughs> in all of his bluster and, and horse manure, he acts tough like, oh, go ahead, impeach me. It'll only help me in the polls. He's scared of being impeached. He doesn't want to have the asterisk yeah. next to him. But what hits home with this guy, and it shows by his reaction is the threat of jail is real. Mm -hmm. The whole impeachment thing, getting back to the Democrats seeming like they can't figure out what they want to do, so maybe that doesn't really worry them too much. But that jail thing, that's for for shizzle. That's the real deal. And and, and if he loses in 2020... He's in trouble. (laughs) There's a real good chance by then Congress will have taken... All the stuff from Comey's volume, um, Comey, I'm sorry, uh, Mueller's volume two, Mm -hmm. and they're going to, I don't know what the term would be, but they're going to put it out to the district courts, and they will indict, because Congress can't indict it. No. They don't have uh, judicial appointment or legal appointment. They they only have certain remedies, but they can refer. They can refer that stuff out Mm -hmm. to different districts, and then that, so... I think what she does is she shakes him up by by bringing up this thing that that's a reality. I mean, they got yeah. 10 cases of obstruction, n- not counting all the other stuff that we sure. don't know about. <laughs> and even if point. he does get reelected and they still won't go, you know, can't indict a sitting president or whatever. I mean, eventually after that term, God forbid, is there a statute of limitations on these things? Would yes. it still be in play or is after another god-awful four years after this, would any of those be off the table If well, once he was done, if he finished a second term? If he were to get reelected, some of them would run out. But unless there were <clears throat> indictments that were sealed with the court, I think that kind of freezes them in time. Oh. But I'm not a lawyer, but I do play you one aren't? on TV. <laughs> I, I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure if they had a sealed secret indictment... It like puts a hold right, on it? Yeah, it, it, it kind of overrides it, I think. I think in the case, I would even say that, apart from Mueller, 
I would say there's more sealed in New York than we know about. That's the feeling I get, because it's like this this ticking time bomb that people refer to, but it's just this... I think he's afraid of that. Because I think there's people, even outside of politics, that would pounce on him if he's not re-elected. Yeah, just, he has a just long his business list. practices yes. are just awful. So I think it, would, it wouldn't take, like you said, it wouldn't take but a few minutes and people would just be jumping on him from all <laughs> sectors right. of society. Yeah, you got the Attorney General of New York. So the, those, those state charges... He's got to worry about those mm-hmm. along with the SDNY charge because those are district, federal level. So, yeah, he's got some thinking to do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, when, did everyone kind of say what they wanted to say about that? Absolutely. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're talking about impeachment, why don't we take everybody's temperature at this point and with what you know as of today and, and what you've heard from both sides, what is sort of your feelings about impeach how do you feel should they be doing it do you do you agree with pelosi or how do you feel about it any any opinion on that um myself i am in line with pelosi for the most part okay only because i don't want to put the cart before the horse i don't want to overdo this i like how she's i like her uh strategy right now of pushing the buttons but not necessarily taking everything at the same time um, I think there's still some work to do. I think Jerry Nadler is doing some uh, some work as far as bringing up uh, subpoenas and everything like that. Uh, there's a few more things, as we were discussing before, coming this week uh, that will be uh, moving forward with that. And I think that's good enough for now. I think we need to see how things play out before anyone takes a drastic step. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I really I really don't know. I mean, it's mostly just a lot of questions. It's like at this point, like if impeachment was going to be a possibility, which it doesn't seem like it would ever really result in anything. I don't think. I don't think that they would ever. Well, it won't. It's never going to So is it pointless to is it just the it would just be to me in my eyes it would kind of just be like just to say we did it. Like we impeached him and he was a president. Like you said the asterisk asterisk next to his name like impeached or you know what i mean brought Mm -hmm. against him sure which i guess we've talked about that before like that does say something you know 20 Mm -hmm. years from now it does say something about what was going on because right now we're living in it it's like day to day it's like well you know strategy wise but in history though you know people might look back and be like well nobody did anything which wouldn't be true because people have been fighting every day you know to try to fix what's going on but if there's other more important things to be doing and and working on you know voting him out cuz cuz what's going to come first voting the possibility of voting him out or a successful impeachment it depends when they start right but even if they started today it's like it could take years that's what i'm saying and we're coming on 2020 Fast. Especially with the obstruction, yes. the blanket obstruction so from the White House. So if it makes more sense to, you know, be putting more energy mm. in getting people to work together to get him out altogether, then what, you know, should we be <laughs> putting our energy into that more? Gotcha. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good point. Oh, it's valid. How about you, Nobs? I'm, I'm against it. Against what? Impeachment. Only because... It, it's never going to pass the Senate. Right. No. It, we, we it will go that. through the House, it will get to the Senate, and it will get turned down. And that has such a likelihood of empowering his fan base and yeah. the voters, it could cause real trouble for 2020. Right. And I hate that mindset because, in my opinion, 
if you've broken the law, if you've done something bad, there should be charges and it should be looked into and investigated and a trial had. But in this case, you have to play the long game and not do that. And that kind of sucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, eventually, they're not going to, if they're also not going to indict him a they sitting. Can't. Right. So they're right. never going to get to that no matter what. If they can't impeach him, they're not going to. They would have moved past that already if they were going to do it. It's funny you get some people that just want the spectacle, right. like you mentioned. Yeah, um, which which yeah. would which would reach trial of the century, O.J. Simpson lengths. Um, some people want that. Some people think that would embarrass him. But then again, what real worth is there? It's that's right. debatable. At this the only point. thing I think it does mm. is it hurts his brand. So whenever he does get out of office, you know that's just another oh, negative yeah. mark on <laughs> his Trump Tower, really. I think that dude's kryptonite already, so... Well, are we done? Yep. Here's my problem with this whole thing, is I I tend to see myself and I feel that I'm a wrong and right kind of person. And so I... I as much as I... It's like I want to have faith in Pelosi and and let them do what they're going to do, it... It drives me insane that they won't do what they're... It's not a choice for them. They are compelled, as Congress, to impeach him. Yep. Not for crimes. High crimes and misdemeanors are defined in the Constitution as what Congress says they are. He doesn't have to commit a crime to be impeached. If he's he's (laughs) acting um, contrary... To the way a president is supposed to act, mm-hmm. that's impeachable. He, he, the obstruction, just the fact that they put out that um, blanket uh, denial of subpoenas, saying we're we're not going to give you any documents and no witnesses, right there. That's the same article that Nixon had for Article Three. It was it was abuse of power and obstruction of justice. That was the third article in the Nixon impeachment. He. It's clear mm-hmm. he should be Im- impeached a hundred times over. Yeah. Oh, just for that, he could be impeached because mm-hmm. it's 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 actions unbecoming of the office of the president. And plus, when he's doing that stuff, he's not upholding the law, which means he's not he's not functioning to his job description. And he has a job description. It he swore he's sworn in to uphold the law. He's he's also obligated not to lie about laws to the right. public. Yeah. And he does it all the time. Yeah. Okay? Yes. So I, I'm getting a little bit off on a tangent. My point is is I, I stress about this almost every day when I hear this argument. I want them to pull the trigger and do what they're supposed to do because they're supposed to do it. Do yeah. And I want them to take out the political element of it. Who cares? I, I know it sounds insane. Who cares if you get reelected? You need to do what you're supposed to do regardless of what the Senate's going to do. But the problem is in the political world we right. live in, the day these guys take office, they're working towards their next re-election. And that's really all they care about. Mm-hmm. So I, I, be, I get conflicted when it comes to this question. Um, so I really want them to impeach him, even if it's just an asterisk, because I believe that little orange child is scared to death. He does not want any besmirchment on his right. his record. And, and I think regardless of all the bluster and bullshit that he spews out, 
he doesn't want it, and, and I think it would crush him in a lot of ways. But, on the other hand... <laughs> and I, they're also setting a precedent. Like, obviously, I, I think you're you're logical. You know that it's not always black and white, like you just said. Oh. Like, there's got to be... there's That's the way it is, you know, but... They're also setting a precedent for future guy. You know, if there's another president exactly. who starts, you know what I'm saying? It's what like if we get worse, if we get worse, or somebody similar in the future, and it's like that's it, a, they're, they're, they'll that's look back point. and see in recent years. Because I mean, Nixon. That's there's a lot of parallels drawn, but that was also 40, 50 years ago. It's a different world, totally. Not that I mean, crimes are crimes, whatever. But it's different world. If Ten years down the road, they're looking for a modern example to follow because obviously they like to follow precedent. Mm-hmm. They're going to look back if they don't impeach and say, well, they didn't do it ten years ago or whatever. And that, that, Right or wrong. It gives the next guy or, or lady a free pass. It's like If they're not going to do anything, they're not going to do anything sure. now. And, and, and if that kind of stuff starts happening, then what good is the Constitution? Because that documents their... To give guidance to our three branches of government, how they're supposed to check each Checks other and correct things yep. when things are not right. And things ain't right right now, like to the nth degree. So well, that's just like um, calling the national emergency for the border wall. Right. Like that completely goes around Congress. Congress because now they're not in charge of spending the money. So now president can just do whatever he wants just by declaring a national emergency spend any money he wants and you don't hold him accountable it's going to happen again well i know this wasn't really on our our little cheat sheet list here but just recently was it last week the um dear leader was making it available that the uh saudis got like how about 30 billion or uh, i don't know what, what it was the largest yes. arms deal ever like 50 and he went around think, right? he went around congress to do it because yes. he did it under the guise of iran being an emergency situation and the same thing he, he's totally sidestepped congress that's one of the things i was actually going to talk about i'm oh, glad oh, you brought it oh, up well let's run with it, it is exactly that is he, can, he can just say hey i'm going to sell all these weapons to saudi arabia for i think i think it was like 50 million dollars or whatever oh. It'd be billion. I a think billion? it was a trillion. It, it was, we can, I don't think it was a trillion, but we can fact check it. It was billions. It, was, it wasn't millions. It was a huge sum of money that just sidestepped any other check and balance in the government, and he just did it. And the article I read, and I sent it to you guys, was him from, I think, 2014 or 2015 saying, yeah, I love Saudi Arabia. They buy buildings from me and this and this, and yeah. why wouldn't I love them? Which he continues to say. So, so now we have someone who is going completely with, you know, his own favoritism. Yeah. He has business partners in Saudi Arabia. Sure, I'll go, I'll sell their government a bunch of weapons. And down the road when I'm out of office, they'll probably buy a skyscraper from me or something. And, and the thing about it is, is he's saying that the reason he's claiming it's emergency to get around Congress is that it's to keep Iran in check. But who's to say they're not using these weapons on the... Who else are they fighting right now? They're suppressing some country. Here comes the mind gaps like I always have. (laughs) I know the story. There's a country that they're persecuting right now, and they're going to use those weapons on them and say they're for Iran, to keep Iran in check. But that's not true. No. And he doesn't care either way. No, he doesn't care. 
Well, he's just greasing the wheels for whatever business opportunity he gets in Saudi Arabia. And he barely cares what he says because he was so lenient about the entire Kasoji murder. Yeah. I mean, that was straightforward. I mean, you knew what he was, why he was dismissing it. I mean, everyone knows. <laughs> well, that that's There's a Kushner no... thing at the base. Oh, there. yes, absolutely. Where, where was the first stop they made when he became president? Saudi Arabia. That was the first stop. It wasn't UK or Germany. You know, people we would consider our allies. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that the instance with the glowing orb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the plant here. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that Khashoggi thing is still a mess. Yes. Did Did you see um, that Kushner interview last week? He 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 still will not put any blame towards MBS or the Saudis or anything. You know, no, he and he's he's similar to Trump. He just does not care what people think. He just we all know what he's saying. We all know what he's doing, but he it, he just he's not held accountable for it. Similar to. Like you say, to your leader. And, and I think a lot of that comes from not only are they just so narcissistic, but they're also up to their assholes in debt to these oh, countries like Russia, Saudis, China. All these countries have given them money, especially Saudis and Russians. You know, and they're beholden to mm -hmm. them now. And, and that's compromise. That's where... That's why when you, 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 you effing Trumpsters say leave his tax returns and his financials alone, no, you can't because That's we would see is. this is where we would see the, the paper trail, the money yep. trail. And this would, this would prove out a lot of the compromise, the compromise that, that our country is being mm -hmm. ruled by, essentially, being oh, governed absolutely. by. They're compromised. We're paying for it. Our country's paying for it. So, To be fair, I think I did read that both sides, Democrats and Republicans, were trying to block that sale. Oh, were they? I think so. You're kidding. Yeah. Because, because the very reason of trying to sidestep them, I think both sides are trying to block it. Well, the, the House is the money, right? They're the, they're the purse strings. Yes. So. Yeah. See, and, that, and that's the thing. The House, back in the day, our founders set it up that way them being the purse strings mm -hmm. that's how part of that's their tools one of the tools in their toolbox of how to control the other parts of the government right. because they need the house to say yes you can have x amount of dollars to go do that or no 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 you can't have x amount of dollars because you're going to be killing people with those weapons that you shouldn't be killing <laughs> so <laughs> all righty anything else on that subject yeah that was good and you know something else that just occurred to me that's still pretty fresh as far as like a wound, I would say, is this whole business about when Dear Leader was over in Japan and uh, they had instructed that the SS McCain, the destroyer, be moved so we would not upset Dear Leader. Right. That... Is this where we are now? To where Everyone take a deep breath before we start this part. Ready? No, I'm going to lose my One, spot. Lose, I'm going to lose my shit. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my supervisor. All right. You have, you have permission no. to launch. Okay. Is this where we are now to where everyone in the White House has to walk around on eggshells and try to just placate this little baby? 
Yes. Where now he yeah. goes to another country and it's, oh, does, is there any relation to McCain? Oh, put a tarp on the side of this destroyer. <laughs> That's lunacy. It's absolutely insane. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but you may have. Enlighten me. I've started to kind of transition away from presidents and his new term is Dear leader. Oh, yes, yeah. Because that's the kind of crap that happens in North Korea, mm-hmm. where you have dear leader, where you don't want to upset dear, yeah, leader. Don't upset dear leader. So you've got a whole bunch of sycophants running around sucking the orange ass, and they see something that oh. might disturb dear leader. <laughs> <laughs> So we, (laughs) yes. So they have to do something as childish, infantile, puerile. I just wonder, like, what was the, (laughs) what was the motivation behind it? Was it a? They didn't want to upset him and distract him because they were they were doing speeches and stuff. I guess with all the military ships in the harbor, or it was like background, which should be inspiring. I mean, he's the big chest thumper, the big bone spurred pussy. He's the big chest thumper, right? <laughs> yes. And he wants to show off his mighty military, but yep. he's got to put a tarp, a tarpaulin, as he called it. He called it a tarpaulin. Yes, <laughs> that is the proper term. It is the proper I've term. I've never heard that word in my entire that's, that's tarp, life. Tarp, tarp is short. Tarp is short for tarpaulin. Yep. He called it that. Proboscis. And he said it was something like they were cleaning the boat. And it's not a boat, it's a ship. Navy people beat my ass as I said. Yes, it's a destroyer. It should be a um, a, a phallic symbol for him, but yet yeah. it didn't. But because McCain's name was on the side, because McCain was a true war hero, mm-hmm. McCain was a decent, honest human being, better and, person than him. And dear leader knows that he doesn't measure up to a guy like McCain, and, and so that's why he's threatened by that, mm-hmm. and he he makes. He makes us embarrassed. He, he, he insults us. I'm ex-military. Even though I, I'm nowhere in the wheelhouse of a McCain. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I went right. there and I had a job. And it was nothing like he went through five years. Absolutely. Of, you know, I'm, I don't even want to be compared to that, which I never would. But the, the fact is, is I know what it's about in the military. And I, I know what the honor is about. Mm-hmm. And, and the power and the strength that it portrays to the world. And what does he do? He pulls this kind of crap. Just unbelievable child. I just don't know if there was someone who was like, oh, I don't want to hear it from him. If this boat is out in the harbor, just take care of it. Just make it go away. Or if someone was like, hey, that boat's out there. Uh, I'm going to get in good with the presidents and I'm going to hide it for him. He's really going to thank me later on. Well, at first, the theory was it was, it was the sycophants trying to just not ruffle the feathers. Right. But then as it progresses, it's looking more and more like the White House ordered it to be done. Yeah. I'm surprised he even knew the name of the boat unless somebody told him. Well, I think... Or the ship. Boat. Excuse me. Ship? Yeah, Is that correct? A, okay. Yeah, I believe it's a destroyer. Destroyer. You know what I'm saying? It just surprises me when he knows where he is. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, I, I'm want, sure he didn't know that boat was I'm there. I'm sure he didn't know it was there. He or probably some, read it on Twitter or, or he Fox read News. it and, th- and then he either got upset or someone was, like you said, someone was getting it ahead of yeah. the curve and said, and, and oh, we'll do this. And he said whoever did it had good intentions. Good intentions. They were well-meaning. Well-meaning. That, that was a well-meaning. That's the part that pisses me off, too, is... His response was not, 
outrage. Hey, someone made a mistake. I would never have done this. Um, you know, I'm gonna look into this and see who did it. And no, you're very, very sorry to Senator McCain and his family no. that this happened. It was I didn't do it, but whoever did, well, it meant well. You want to take it another level? That boat is not only named for Senator John McCain. It's named for his father who was a military yes. hero, mm-hmm. and his grandfather, yeah, who was a military... Wow. It's a third-generation naming... I did not know that. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. He, he's third-generation so war hero. He disgraced three yeah. generations. Yeah, yeah he got three for one. Oh. Yeah, it, it, well, we, we were talking about before how uh, Nancy Pelosi is in his head. John McCain will always be in his head. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, every rally... I make this mistake every time, that every time he has a rally, I watch it. <laughs> Just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm glutton, uh, glutton for punishment or what. Yep. But every We're time he's mentioned, yet. he's within the first quarter of every rally, McCain's name comes up. Either by mention or the healthcare vote where someone didn't raise their thumb. He has to put it in there every time. It's just, he he owns space in his head. I mean, it's just, for, and he always will. Uh-huh. Okay, shifting gears. We're gonna, everyone done there? Awesome. Got us a little fired up. <laughs> I'm fired up. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'd be banging on the tables if uh, the engineering department wouldn't scold us. That's what they'd slap our hands. edit them out. <laughs> I just can't stop drinking beer. <laughs> uh, one thing that is coming up next week, Tuesday, as far as I know, is uh, Jerry Nadler and his committee, who are sick and tired of being ignored over subpoenas for documentation and or testimony, plans to uh, vote with the full house on contempt for uh, A.G. Barr and uh, also Don McGahn. I believe they're double-dipping. And Barr is another one that does not want the asterisk. Is is evil and is brainwashed, is whatever Mm -hmm. he is. He does not want... Because I think he views himself as an institutionalist, which he's not. But he he has like a twisted version of what his legacy is going to be, and he does not want to be held in contempt, even though, what can they do? It's it's either one of a couple things. They can either fine him financially. I forget what the second one is. And, that, and then they could throw him in jail. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's an actual jail under the Senate, I believe, that they can actually throw him in. There hasn't been used in 100 years. <laughs> I would like, love. Like a brig? Yeah. <laughs> Actually is. I would love. To, <laughs> I would love to see them start locking people up. Bar that would be. Break. That would make. <laughs> that would, be amazing. That would make my year. And knock the rust off. <laughs> what, what were you going to say, Nobs? I'm sorry, I cut you off. I was going to say that I almost kind of liken Bar to like a modern day Stone. I think he almost thinks he is like a new Roger Stone. That's interesting. <laughs> Just with the way like he. He what, wrote that essay about how you can't indict a president. And that was pages, that was yeah. seen as like his interview to yeah. Attorney General, and all of a sudden he's yeah, all of a sudden he's put in that spot, yeah. and Trump's in that position, and the way he wrote the um, the four page um, yes. summary of the Mueller Double report. Space. I don't. Know, I just think that, that. that like this guy thinks his job is just to protect. Nix, I mean Trump. Nix, <laughs> stupid Nixon. <Nixon-y. laughs> I think I think that's how he sees himself now. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a Trump tattoo on his back. <laughs> well, he 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 has that imperial leadership. He he believes that the the president 
is the supreme being, not the dunce, the president, whoever it may right. be. And, and I don't know it's so much he believes dear leader is, but he believes, he buys in on that notion that that's almost like a monarch mm-hmm. position. And that's yeah. what that's what drives him. And that's why he's there. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he's I mean, the Ray, so Ray Cohn. He's, he's the dear, uh, dear leader's Ray Cohn. Absolutely. Yeah, his protector. And he's supposed to be the top defense person for the country, the people, and he's not, so... And he looks like like a slightly cleaned up Steve Bannon. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Arthur to me. The cartoon character. The aardvark? The aardvark. The aardvark. He does with the glasses. I think we've said this before. We have. <laughs> I'll say it again. His glasses from 1990 or whatever you said. The ones that really are. But, but back to the contempt thing, I honestly hope they do not accept any deals from Barr. I, I honestly hope that Barr and McGann both are voted in contempt of Congress. And, and again, unless they slap them with some serious financial, you know, punitive actions, it's not going to mean much other than they were held in contempt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess that hasn't happened in, like, forever. Yeah, it's... I mean, oh, no, I'm take that back. Eric Holder. Oh, that's right. That's right. But, yeah. But before that, it, it wasn't in, like, forever. It just, that might be the only time the AG's ever been... Held in contempt. That's right. Eric Holder was the one and only time that the the AG of the country has hmm. been held in contempt by Congress. So, and for those who don't know the name, when was that? You're Eric Holder. That he... was Obama's okay. Attorney oh. General. And you know what? It took I don't know seven years for all that to come out. Yeah. We we had touched on this an episode or two ago. I was sleeping. You were. <laughs> Lotto and I were BSing about it, but I was playing. I was probably drunk. <laughs> you never heard. He's playing with his knobs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was tweeting over there. But um, I, I honestly, I, I want them to just totally ignore anything that they come mm-hmm. back because I believe over the weekend Barr is going to be backpedaling and giving them everything he wants. I think they should, just to just to send a message that this is the this is the, what we're doing from here on out. If you ignore the subpoenas, mm-hmm. you're gonna be in contempt, and you're gonna pay for it. Because now you got Hope Hicks, and you got McGann's, um, his top legal staff, the one who took all the notes and everything. Yeah. They're both ignoring subpoenas. Mm-hmm. They're ignoring the document request. So I say, put them all. I, I want them in the jail. I want them in the brig, whatever it is. Arms <laughs> brig. Yeah, Bars Brig. Bars Brig. Showtime. That nailed it. That would be a great Barney, wouldn't it? Well, Bars Brig. Anyways, so anyone else got feelings on that? No. 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 Okay. Well, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, bring up the D-Day speech. Well, actually, the the whole trip over there. there there's <laughs> so many morsels to choose from. Spooge, what do you got to say about that? Well, I mean, bypassing the obvious mention of the Bette Midler tweet, um, which people, when he approached Normandy, all people saw was the broadcast, was him making his comments that were read from straight from the teleprompter. Uh, he spoke to veterans that were standing behind him. Um, it was a very touching presentation. They designed it that way. And when it was done... The broadcasters tripped over themselves saying, oh, well, this Trump was normal today. 
They he use was, that word? Yeah, he was. He seemed sensitive and touching, and it seemed like it, he was touched by it. He was not himself. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, even a host that usually wouldn't be uh, synonymous with this, Joe Scarborough from MSNBC, uh, they despise each other. Um, he was the first to come out and say, well, he was, this was a good day for Trump. Didn't, didn't Joe even say that was the best speech yes. of his presidency? Yeah. And people... I was listening as well, but carry Exactly, on. and people fell in lockstep with that. It was only a few hours later that the Laura Ingraham interview came out, or came was started being discussed. And uh, once people figured out what he said in that interview, whether it was ripping on Nancy Pelosi or Bob Mueller himself, who was a decorated war hero you himself... You mean the fool? Yeah, the fool, exactly. The fool? Oh, Mueller the fool. So all of a sudden, people were then falling over themselves to retract that. (laughs) So it was just a typical Trump road trip. (laughs) Well, here's the way I think the whole thing went. It was a greatly written speech. Awesome speech written. Mm -hmm. Delivery, mediocre, (laughs) fast. Sleepy. Sincerity, absolutely zero. Yeah. I call bullshit, and I put this online, so I, I'm, I'm kind of reading back in my mind what I wrote online. But I call bullshit on anything that was positive about being allies with any of those people there. Because he's an isolationist. He wants walls around our country. Yes. He wants to, to, to be a dictator over a country that's isolated, like a Russia. Yeah. He or di- North Korea. Or North Korea. Good point. He wants, you can see in in his actions what he feels. Think about just NATO. Think about what NATO did for our country, for the world, not our country. What, World War II, that it came about after World War II, right? The Nazis were defeated. NATO came together. That is That has created stability for the world for since the 40s. He, he came out of the gate wanting to destroy NATO yes. because he's got Vladdy whispering in his ear because Vladimir wants nothing more than NATO oh, broken up in disruption. Vladdy wants nothing more than Brexit. Cause more disruption in Europe. He wants all these coalitions broken up. So that, that whole speech, whoever wrote it, did a fantastic job. And yeah, there were parts that were sort of touching until you looked at who was... Doing that all the way through it. Oh, it was. Uh, that's how you know. Display. That's one of the ways you know he's lying in a certain well, that's way. That's you know when he's reading. going. <laughs> but um, total bullshit. Yeah. The speech was bullshit. All of it was bullshit. Yeah. That that was not him. And I don't know how they must have had him sedated for him not to go off script in. I don't know how to explain it. He made it through. And and so like Scarborough <laughs> said that was like one of his best speeches. I agree to a degree in that he maintained and he got through the speech without saying something totally Trumpian. But how low is that bar right. now? I, he read the speech correctly from a teleprompter. Good job. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Every president He did has what he was that. supposed to do, air even, quotes. Yeah, even you the know. worst presidents, the worst candidates, the worst politicians on the planet can, can still read a teleprompter. We're surprised it's he not, can read, basically. That's true. There was a talk in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, and like you said, it was, it's debatable whether he read it well. <laughs> Sniffs and everything 
considered. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then what other things did he pull while he was over? It, you think about it, though. Let, let's, let's rewind a little bit. He hadn't even landed in the U.K. He hadn't even touched no. down. And... Um, Meghan Markle. He was going after Meghan Markle. He was calling her nasty. Yep. Great. And then he all... Who else did he go after? He went after two people. Uh, the mayor of London. Mayor of London. Oh, That's right, because he's, he's a Muslim. He's a, yes, he's a Muslim. He's Jeez. a... He's, he's a... What was the term he used? He's a loser. No, no. It was, it was, he had more adjectives, though. I don't remember. I Stone cold loser. It was, it was something yeah, like it that. Would be, it was long So he's tweeting Ugh. and fighting with these people before he even touches ground. And then he, he, when he went to Ireland, yep. he, he wanted, this is hilarious, he wanted to meet, is it the president or what do they have in Ireland? I don't I even know. I think it's a prime minister. but I don't Prime minister. Sure. He wanted to meet him at his golf course. Oh, in Ireland? Yeah, in Ireland. Property there, yep. So he, what he basically was trying to do was use the Irish government Home turf. <laughs> as advertisement yeah. for his properties, which he's supposed to be divested from, which he's not. And bring all the press and the reporters here. Emoluments clause, yeah. emoluments clause, emoluments clause. Which um, there was a lot of controversy about his golf course in Ireland, too, if I remember right. Well, go ahead. Let's hear it. Well, you put me on the spot now. Well, you brought you it up. It. I did. I did. I put myself on the spot. <laughs> no, I guess when it was being built, there was something about, like, part of it was, like, protected land or something. And, and he just he built did some it stuff And it messes with the flooding with the area yeah. or something. Like, Of course it does. Like, he Surprise. fucked over the whole part of Ireland, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that much. Right. It's a, it's a small place. <laughs> well, you, you know what was hilarious is, though, is, just to finish my thought, um, Trump... Ah, Bite my tongue. Dear leader wanted to host it at his golf club in whatever their prime minister said. F to the no. We're not doing Good. it there. And you know what they and then he offered them a castle. And, but that wasn't good enough for them. So you know where they ended up? Out at McDonald's. the airport. At, in I love some it. Uh, some meeting hall out <laughs> yeah. in the airport. Oh, I love it. oh and then when he's there so talking <laughs> he, he's talking about Ireland and Northern Ireland. I don't know. You guys might be a little too young. Spooge, maybe not so much. No. But you remember the IRA and all that yes. with uh-huh. bombing, trying to kill each <laughs> yes. other over... I've seen Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Right, yeah. All right. Exactly. I'm kidding. I'm mostly kidding. Okay. So Ireland and Northern I Ireland have had the their issues. <laughs> and, and they have a, a border yep. that they respect and they stay away from each other. Dipshit was talking about them possibly needing a wall. Yes, I remember that. What a great (laughs) suggest. Why didn't they think of that? But England's going to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, England's going to pay for it because Ireland is part of the UK. Exactly. Oh. And then my... Trump's role, that makes sense. (laughs) Why am I thinking that way? And then my last wedgie about all this was, okay, Ivanka and Jared, they're part of the White House, right? But did you see the other trailer <laughs> trash that got dragged along? Huh? Don. Don Jr. They had the whole family. His wife. They had the whole family. They had they all even, the adult children they were even there. They Tiffany. And <laughs> Tiffany showed up. <laughs> where, it's crazy. Where the, the official meeting? Is that what you're talking about? With the queen. Oh. They had a state dinner, which is... That's Maybe they were invited. Di- n- no. <laughs> No, they were not invited. Maybe. How do you know? They're not. They're they're business owners, Trump Enterprises, 
And what else do they do? They they have no official position. They're not supposed to be at state dinner. Okay, yeah, I see that. No, no, that's a diplomatic no, thing. That's for leaders. It'd be different if the queen invited Trump and his family to dinner. Yes, separately. right. I right. This was a state dinner, and he drags that whole trailer trash trove along with him into that thing. They showed a picture Eating of... the bangers and mash. Oh! Did you see the picture of Ivanka and uh, Jared and... They showed, a picture of the, they showed them in the window. Oh, did they? And I've seen some memes of the twins from... Um, <laughs> Shining. Oh, Shining. Shining. Yes. Oh, God. So, Come oh, play with us. Oh, absolutely. It's, they put a little thought balloon with that. Oh, it was <laughs> appropriate. Jeez. You know, nobody else would do that. And, and, and you know, and, and if you think about it, the UK and especially... England is going through as much more turmoil, actually, than we are right now because of Brexit. Because that's a cluster bleep. Mm -hmm. With Theresa May, three years, trying to get that figured out. Today was her last day. So she did officially resign. Yeah, she's she's there for transition for the next couple weeks. But they got a mess going on. They got a, a friggin' mess going on. And for him to drag his family in the middle of all that... But, you know, despite all that mess, they still found time to protest Trump in the streets and fly up. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Hey, Trump, you know, baby? didn't yeah. see it. Oh, yeah, he was in full. There effect. were no protesters. I saw that overhead picture, and it just reminded me of the, you know, the Women's March. The Me Too uh-huh. thing yes. what, that you went to and watched. Yeah, it wasn't Me Too quite yet, but. No, that was the genesis of Me it Too. Was building up well, for it. Yeah, it was built, but that came afterwards. The Women's March was before High that. five for gone. Yeah, absolutely. Half Pine, Washington, day after Yeah, the, the inauguration. I just show. love those side by side, like still to this day. <laughs> just the biggest turnout for my inauguration. It's like, sorry, dude. Right. <laughs> so let's see. Any other highlights from Trump's uh, visit over there? Anything? Anyone? No. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. Good. All right. Let me do a quick. All right. Last thing we'll touch on then. Is Mexico tariffs? Anyone have any opinions? To my left, what do you think about paying more for your avocados? Con-nots. We love Mexican food. Every time we go to Tio's, guess what happens? We get avocados. Avocados <laughs> at twenty five percent more. If my taco prices are going up, they're going oh, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday will never Kiss be it the goodbye. Same. Yes. Kiss it goodbye. Table flip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> any thoughts? Nah. You know what? I work in the automotive industry. Do you, do you understand what happens between the U.S. automotives and the supply chain through Mexico? Yeah. It, it is so snarled up. You know, I mean, I snarled sounds like it's a confusing thing. They are so intertwined. Yes. You know what? You're not going to get your cars. They're not going to be made. And if you do get it made, they're probably going to be 25% more. Are you happy that you voted for this orange. I like avocados. I don't want to. I don't want to pay twenty five percent more for avocados. Sorry. And in, in a state like this, I mean, we are tied to. We are married to oh the auto, God, automotive Michigan. industry. And you are married to the avocado no. industry. <laughs> I am. I am too. Yeah, yeah, give me some avocados. And then to take it a step further, just just to show, just to highlight, just to red flag. The incompetence of this moron in the oral office. Tariffs are one thing when you're talking China, Russia, all that kind of thing. 
But now we've got him going to put tariffs on Mexico based on immigration. Right. So now you're taking two shit shows and, and making a snowball out of it and rolling it down the hill and see who is who is it going to run over. I mean, in 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 I know what you got a thought. Um, people like even McConnell, even though he's doing it in a, in a kiss-ass way, is saying, please don't do this until we have a chance to talk to you or explain it to you. So it, it shows you that even the sycophants, the, the, the mind-numbed robots that are, that are the GOP, even McConnell, that so-and-so, knows this is way wrong and should not be doing it to this country of all places. Anyone else? And it's interesting because, I mean, word has it that Mexico is talking about sending troops to the border in response to this, mm-hmm. ho- hoping to satiate him a little bit. Okay. Um, I doubt that's going to make a difference because I think he is bound and determined that this is going to happen. And it's just going to be another... It's, it's, it's China all over again. It's just you can start building and... Who knows where that's going to go? And it affects, like I said before, people in this state are tied to the automotive industry. Oh, He's God. already hit farmers and, like you, like uh, Nob said earlier, we were talking about it, uh, the tech industry, mm-hmm. parts come from China, and we're just going to see the same effect out of Mexico. Yeah. It's just... You know, being a government employee, we always our budget comes from taxpayer money, yep. and that taxpayer money is just going to China and higher tariffs. Yep. Exactly. You know, it's computers, monitors, whatever, yeah. they've all gone up, you know, $30, $50, $70 at least, yeah. and that's just hurting everyone. Yeah, it's up. You know, in the, the whole thing about it is, is it's, it's all a lie. He, he, he says he does this stuff to, like, China and Mexico and Canada because he's trying to punish them. Mm-hmm. But it... It, I've had economics in college. Econ 101. A tariff is a tax on the people who are receiving the goods. That's what it is. Yeah. They, you know, you've got the Fox News bunch just lying to these people. They're spewing it out every night when it comes to this kind of stuff that Mexico is going to pay this stuff. And. China is going to pay this up. They're not. Sorry, they're not. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be, but I believe the idea with tariff was you put a tariff on an importing product to make that price go up so that people will be more likely to buy a American-made American product. Yes. Correct? Yes. True. It's in- and that would, that would work if there was a... If that's how the market was, mm. if there was a U.S.-made iPad comparable. and a Chinese-made oh, comparable exactly. action, then that would be fine. That's exactly. You are your data. And the current infrastructure to yeah, make that happen. Exactly. Like you were saying earlier, I don't think that was when we were recording, no. but like saying it's not going to happen overnight. Right. That it, it, in theory, it's supposed to be incentivizing to have you know homegrown products and yep. stuff like that. Okay, but we don't have a lot of things like you're saying that are comparable yeah, or yeah. equal the standing, is not there and, it doesn't and it's not going to happen overnight. Where, where we don't have the infrastructure, we're not just going to create jobs yeah, overnight. No, it's just not going to no, happen. No. Maybe some will be created in time if this goes into effect and continues. But and it's supposed to be a long-term plan, not just something to where, hey, you're not following my rules within 30 days. Boom, there's another $500 billion in tariffs you're getting. You know what's not how it works. You know what's a caveat about the Mexico situation, though? Tell me. Is 
the the fact that if he does hit them with these terrors, it's going to cause a shit show disruption. Mm-hmm. And, and if you kind of back away from it a little bit, he's been trying to get the Fed to cut rates, interest rates. Oh, that's exactly. Yep. And, and, and the Fed has been defying him saying, no, you can't do it. Because you, you start doing that, and you're going to push us into a recession. Mm-hmm. Or inflation. I don't know what I don't know that much about Econ 101. But it's one the, of two. It was the, just one of one. That, that might have been macro. <laughs> but the thing about it is he's been he's been hammering. And again, the president is not supposed to interfere with the Fed. The no. Fed mm-hmm. is an independent thing which handles the economy. He's been shit hammering on this guy, whoever the Fed is, to lower rates, and the guy won't do it. Now there's talk that if these tariffs go through on Mexico, he's going to put us in a tailspin, and the Fed will have no choice. So this this is this is the yeah. the, the bullshit these people mm-hmm. do behind closed doors at the White House. This is the kind of governance that we're getting out of our presidents, great leader, and his. Um, acting cabinet members. This is the kind of crap that the Trumpsters are accepting. L- l- think about that. They sat in a room, some dark, skanky room, and they came up, how are we going to get them to cut the cut mm-hmm. the Fed, cut the interest rate within the Fed so the economy looks good so I get reelected? That's what this is all about. Yeah. How can they do it? Let's slap the shit out of Mexico. Let's Let's combine... Immigration, which is the fear thing. That's mm-hmm. the fear key. That's how they keep the, the, the mindless zombies in line. Mm-hmm. Let's do um, tariffs. We'll time together, confuse things even more, which should never have crossed beams. It's like in Star Wars. You shouldn't, or Ghostbusters. Well, Ghostbusters you yeah. shouldn't cross the beams. Close enough. In the end game, is not, see, they're placating to the, the immigrant scared bunch, mm-hmm. you know, but the end game is to get the Fed to lower the rate, which makes him look better, which hopefully will help him to get elected. Or okay. Or lower interest rate, he gets a better loan for his next real estate project. From who? Deutsche Whoever. Bank? Whoever. No one will lend him money except Deutsche Bank. You guys, you guys want to talk <laughs> about Deutsche Bank? Look back at the Saudis again. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know, I just think there's there's more layers to this possibly. Yeah, but Again, getting back to impeachment, I think the fact that he he is out in the open like he does everything else, all mm-hmm. of his other crimes and ill doings are wide in the open. That's why I think he gets away with them. He's not supposed to mess with the Fed. You're not a president is not supposed to interfere with the Fed. The Fed, that's they're 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 just like. Um, the uh, attorney general mm-hmm. it's supposed to be an independent so, body, sort of like supposed to be. Oh, yeah. but the oh. Trumpsters don't care though. They see him as, hey, he's going around the system and he's getting stuff done. And he's draining the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trump said one thing that was true, and he said it right at the beginning of his campaign. He said if he he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, I, and no. he would not lose a vote. He wasn't it's, lying about no. that. I, I've mentioned it, that how many out. times on this podcast. Like, yep. every other time I'm on, I'm like, I don't care what's happening right now. It should have ended right there. Yep. To me, that's a threat to everybody. <laughs> Someone posted on Twitter, I th- it was a journalist, 
the video of him poking fun at a disabled reporter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Should have ended back ended, then. Yeah, it, it should have ended with the rapist comment when he announced his presidency when he came down that damn escalator. It should have ended, ended so many right times. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it and and, and I, I bought into the fact that it was I, I bought into the fact that it was a joke. I'm thinking, okay, I saw the video from the rapist comment on the with mm. the escalator trip. I thought he, there's no way it's going to work. There's no way this could possibly happen. I have a picture of the escalator. Oh, do you? Because I was in there. Oh, really? I went into the bowels of hell. Gross. Did you know I went to New York City? No. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> One person. Well, that seems about right. I'll show you the picture. And on that note. Yeah. I need all more right, beer. I need more beer. Oh, that's Wait, good. before, where did we all land on? Nobody said oh. a thing. I'm going to start. Would you order another one of those? I guess I'm not. I, 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 or is it Matt? Or you wouldn't want Um, I started out meh as I drank it. I liked it more. Okay. It's for me. It's for Spooge. It's for me. Uh, I'm with Spooge. I was meh at first, but the more I drank it, the more I started to love it. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag with Spooge. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to become a thing. How about you, half bite? You don't have to cave. I'm not caving. I'm not a caver. All the cool kids are doing it. Come on. No. If you know me at all, I'm not a caver. I... Or, or a cool kid. Okay, that's fine. Oh, burn. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just say it's meh. I liked it better when I started, and it didn't get worse, but I got more meh. I, it was a little too bitter for me. Okay. But it's not bad. I enjoyed it. It just took me longer than normal to get down to. All right. And with yeah. that, we will jump in and look at what we have for number two. All right, let's see what the trove holds for us this evening. Oh, it's a Keweenaw Brewing Company, another one. This is, uh, again, uh, provided by Half Pint, so uh, we're going to let her give a little talk about it. Happy to help. This pour went a lot better than the first one. I was (laughs) overflowing earlier. I was scared. Four more ounces. Anyways... (laughs) This is Keweenaw Brewing Company. You just said that. It is Widowmaker. It says, don't be afraid of the dark. Um, we talked about that before. What I kind don't... of beer is it? Oh, it's a black ale. Okay. I wasn't actually here for the... What was that one called? I loved it, though. It was in our fridge Ooh. leftover. Oh, oh, the Keweenaw? Yeah. It was, it other it was the other... The Ruby something. It was orange. It doesn't matter. two of them before. I yeah, we had... We the, had the I beer liked both of them. The Borealis. Yeah. Borealis. Yeah. Was delicious, and we had another one with a lady on it. It was the yellow one. It was a some kind of ale. But either way, I'm a fan of those ones. They're all um, themed to the mines that are yep. up in Keweenaw, where the brewing company is up in, I think this one says it's in uh, Houghton, Michigan. Yeah. So UP. a little up north. Upper um, Peninsula. It says this is a black ale. Easy on the hops. The opposite of the first beer. Sorry. Easy on the palate. I think this is a good refresher after. <laughs> Despite how dark it's showing up in the in the glass, I think this might be a good option for our second beer. It says it's a light-bodied ale with hints of smoky molasses and a surprising depth of malt flavors. The Widowmaker, an early pneumatic drill without benefit of dust suppression, introduced the Copper Country in the 19... Or, excuse me, the 1890s contributed greatly to the mortality of miners due to prolonged dust inhalation. Yep. Thus, the they, widow they maker. Got the, it's black ale, and those guys all died of black lung. Yeah. Wow. No, it's got, it's, a, it's got true. dark real quick. It's got a pretty lady in a red dress. She's got a that is the crazy widow drill. Maker. No, that is the that, widow That's maker. the widow maker. I know. I, I that's see. the pneumatic drill, man. Wow. Don't be afraid of the dark. No, I think I need to drink it to stop thinking about all the death you just mm. talked about. We're not depressed <laughs> at all. 
what was it? Apostrophe? Um, Blatto's friend? <laughs> Semicolon. Semicolon. Semicolon, yes, uh, apostrophe. Th- this we is another, know. he's up at uh, Houghton, and uh, he um, drinks a lot of these. Apparently, <laughs> that's what I hear. This is a 5.2%. Uh, we're kissing so our sister, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. good. We've had really good one. luck with the Kiwi and also, yeah. I, I, I will accept the sister kissing if, if the beer is good. So, well, let's find Bottoms out. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Oh, we can actually there toast it. There we go. Oh, shoot, I still Shnanky. did it. Jeez. At least the mic wasn't there, right? For such a mm. dark ale, it's actually very drinkable. That's surprising. I was wow. very surprised. Yeah. They Ooh. did say light bodied. Yeah. They're not wrong. It's light. It's it kind of they kind of nailed it. Like it's light, but it, it does still have that smoky malty flavor that like a, a stout usually has. Mm. But it's not thick. No. It's good. I like it. Well, we had our beer expert on GZ, and he mm-hmm. talked about a, trying to judge a beer based upon what the the brewers wanted to make, like what their goal and intention okay, I think was. They and I think it. they nailed it. Oh, yes. for sure. That's exactly how it's described. Yeah, this... Unlike some of the ones that are like, you know, it's a full-bodied coconut one it's like there's no coconut whatsoever <laughs> but no this is perfect for mm. what they went out to make i believe yeah i could like i could go outside it's sunny and warm outside i could go outside and drink this and be happy whereas like other stouts right. which i like just not this time of year i could go outside right now and, and drink yeah, it and be happy it's, it's still though. refreshing I mean, it doesn't look like a summer beer no but it's, it's, certainly it's pretty dark like but it, it could so. be yeah. you can't see through it i mean we got clear you know pint oh, glasses is, could, could you kayak with it <laughs> i've kayaked with dragon's milk before oh, which i don't know <laughs> if everyone knows <laughs> That was our friend BD's uh, doing, but uh-huh. I've yeah. kayaked with the that dragon's milk, and I made it somehow, and that is the darkest of the dark, and it's strong as hell. I think we've kayaked with four local before. We might have <laughs> to be fair. bad decisions <laughs> top to bottom, and we've made it. But this, absolutely, I would enjoy it much more than those experiences. So what do you think, Spooge? I like it. it. Like I said, I mean, it, it doesn't look like a summer beer. It drinks like one, and it's a perfect day for it. So That's for I'm you. All in. For me, all the way. Well... Like in eyeing this glass up, you would think that you were going to have a nice, thick, hearty. It looks like motor oil. Heavy it's motor oil. It's dark. <laughs> but it goes down easy. Yeah. And then there's like almost like a delay before the malt mm-hmm. kicks yep. in. It's got a really nice mm-hmm. finish. So well, it says there's molasses, so it's kind of it's kind of sweet too. Like there's, it's not just the smoky. It's kind of. Huh. And you can taste the sweet. Of, yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, it's I, not think, I think Kiwanis come through again. Yeah. The, this is. A, a three beer company three. that before this podcast I'd, I'd never, never heard of. Heard of. No, 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 no. And uh, Rudy, friend from work, mm-hmm. suggested it because she had had it somewhere. And I'd never heard of Kiwan on. We've I'm had a fan. four now? Three. Four. Three. No, no, no. We had the um, the black IPA. Oh, yeah, that we one. We had the, yep, Borealis the Borealis Boo. And we the, had the, the one I can't remember. The copper, it's a blonde. Copper beauty or something like whatever. that. Whatever. Got another lady on. So front. we've had four that everybody has really liked. Big fan. Wow. Yeah. Guess we have to make a road trip up to Houghton. Oh, that'd oh, be amazing. I guess awesome. I'd be right. in for that. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. up on the road. <laughs> Let's oh, go. Shut it down. We're going right now. <laughs> oh, it's Friday we're night. Out. We're See going. We'll, man, we'll be there in 12 it. hours. Yeah. Oh, we'll be there at 8 a.m. <laughs> great. Fun fact. How many states can you drive 12 hours in in the, in the contiguous united states california texas Texas, alaska 
contiguous. Contiguous. Alaska is above Canada. Not contiguous. Oh, 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 oh. Texas and California and Michigan. But yeah. that's not... Okay, I guess that. Yep. Three? Yeah, I believe it's just those three. Huh. Oh, that was a hard riddle. Twelve hours. That's a <laughs> we lot. We nailed it. <laughs> you know, when, you, when we leave Michigan... 12 hours get you three quarters of the way to Florida. Yeah, I was going to say pretty much to Florida. Because Florida border is what, 15? No, Georgia. Georgia's about, Atlanta's about, Atlanta's about 15. Yeah. 15 and Florida's another You get to South Carolina. Yeah. Georgia. Yep. Good for us. We got big ass state. We made it. All right. Everybody likes Keweenaw. Very good. I'm such a fan. Like, I really want to go. I'm fangirling right now. Let's go. I hope they have a tap room. They better. I believe they they do. do. I I think Blotto. I'm sure they do. They had a tap room for sure. I'm in. Cool. Okay, well. Are we referring to your class schedule right there? That's what I'm seeing. (laughs) This is what they have at work. (laughs) This is what I get to work with. Anyways, as with the political topic, uh, as we flew by the seat of our pants, we're, we're kind of doing that as well with the cultural this week. Um, so what we thought we might do is, first of all, we all need to recognize this is a podcast. Okay. And what? we have people. This is being recorded? You are on the air. And people, people out there, some people actually listen to us. And, and we thank you. And glean enjoyment, get information, have some laughs, learn about new beers. So the podcasts are, are actually very cool things mm-hmm. in, in that it, it offers a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So anyways... Being that we do a podcast, it only seemed natural to me that the people who participate with us like podcasts and listen to other podcasts that aren't in the same genre. So what we thought we might do today is just kind of work our way around the table and talk about the podcasts that we like, uh, what they're about, who's on them, you know, and what's the reason that you like them you know so i i thought this would be kind of a a, a, a fun exercise and i'm sure we're going to hear all sorts of different things because we're all sorts of different people i think it really will tell you a lot about the people what you listen to your yeah. podcasts well, personally I, I think half pint is by far the, the heavyweight, <laughs> the world heavyweight champion of podcasts. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But. <laughs> you might be, at least in this room. Yes. <laughs> so, who would like to start? Nobs, you want to yeah, kick start. it off? All um, right. I'm the lightweight, actually, when it comes to listening to podcasts, despite co-hosting two podcasts now. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't really listen to podcasts a whole lot, to be honest. My job does not really have that atmosphere of being able to yeah. listen to a podcast to get interrupted frequently. And then when I'm at home, I'm busy doing stuff around the house. But um, as you may or may not know, I've started watching Chernobyl on HBO. Great show. Which is absolutely fantastic. It just got rated like number one TV show yeah. ever, it, right? It's, yeah. We started watching it because you recommended it and it's, it's I'm fantastic. Scared. I want to watch it so bad, but I'm... It's intense. I'm pretty sensitive about certain stuff, so I think I might hold off From a start bit. <laughs> to finish, it has just been completely captivating yeah. and I'm enthralled by it and it's so well done. Um, I could gush about the show for 
five hours. Do <laughs> it. how long it is. Do it. <laughs> um, maybe we'll do our own Chernobyl <laughs> podcast. All right. <laughs> Actually, no, because there already is one. <laughs> which is um, the one you Which is the one I'm going to talk to? about. Yes. Nice. Um, Nailed it. Uh, I don't remember the host name, but the producer, writer, creator of Chernobyl, Craig Mazin, is on it, and he talks about each individual episode and what went into making it and behind the scenes stuff, why they did certain decisions on the way they wrote the show and what they cut out or put in or how much of it is true to life, which spoiler alert, 95% of it is hundred percent accurate. So it's pretty great. Um, but to bring it back to more to the political side, episode one of the podcast, they really related a lot of Chernobyl and Soviet Russia to current american politics and how similar it is now and he started writing the show in 2014 or 2015 so even before the election everything like that and as all this unfolded he's like oh this is really kind of similar but they started talking about kind of like the truth versus the narrative and how you like politicians will get ahead of the truth to spin it to this is how it actually is and it reminded me a lot of Barr. Oh, and yeah. how before the report was released, he had his press conference, and the whole thing was just to get out there and to have that narrative. Um, and everything as far as, like, you know, the party is correct. Yep. The Soviet Russian party, like, that is it. They, they tell the truth, that's it, that's just the way it is, and to speak out against that is unheard of. You don't do that. So he's kind of listening to all this, and now it's spun a whole new light on this whole incident of, you know, hey, like you really can't kind of trust some of these people who are running this. But um, no, the show's fantastic. The podcast is great. Highly recommend both to anyone who's interested in it. Very good. All right, Half Pint, you got one for us? <laughs> one? <laughs> well, I'm the opposite where my job, I work full time. Um, I work full time. Well, I'm not, no, 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 no. Yeah, wow. You didn't let me complete. I was in the middle of a sentence. I work full-time in a job that allows me to listen to, you know, have my headphones plugged in most of the day. I'm pretty much on my own most of the day. I don't have too many interruptions, blah, blah, blah. So what it turns out is, and I'm a big music fan. I used to, like, I my other jobs previous, I could have headphones too. I was all music until I discovered podcasts. Now, truthfully, honestly, without hyperbole, I listen to at least 40 hours of podcasts a week. Because it's from the minute I walk in till the minute I leave, and I work full time Monday through Friday. It's all day, all podcast. day, every day. I have a schedule because you know things. Can just I ask like, you a question? Yeah, absolutely. Is Potoms up in your rotation? Absolutely, yes, it is. It's every Monday usually when it's on, <laughs> and I'm sad when it's not. Even when I've been on it that week, I'm sad when it's not there. I love to listen to it. It is. It really is. I knew that, but it was a I cheap know you plug. Did. It's a plug for the podcast someone's already listening to. It. No, I do listen to it. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and it kind of started, I was friends with somebody who kind of traveled a lot, and so she was always on the road, and she was listening to... Um, like true crime podcasts, which I've always been interested in true crime anyways. Um, but it started with like serial, which is a really stereotypical podcast for people to start with. Not that it's a bad thing. I loved like the first season of serial all in. So I kind of started with that cause she recommended it to me and someone knows something is another one. They're just true crime, you know, reporting podcasts that are really good. 
So I kind of started with that. And then my first big one that I like binge listen to, like I do with Netflix shows, was Gilmore Guys. Because I love Gilmore Girls and they're two guys that go through every episode of Gilmore Guys or Gilmore Girls. One of them had seen all the episodes a bunch of times and one of them had never seen it before. They went through every episode and it was like 700 episodes. And, <laughs> but that, and I loved them. I loved that show. I listened to it. Like, I listened to that one back to back. So, like, during a, you know, like a Monday, I would listen like eight to 10 hours of just that show, like, straight through, like, nothing else until I finished it or I was current. And so they have, similar to this one, but they're a little more, they're out in L.A., so they, and they had connections to, like, the comedy world in L.A., um, and obviously the, the scene there is a lot bigger. They have sort of famous friends, no bashing to anybody who's here, but, like, so, like, I got to know, like, repeat guests and stuff, and some of them were of, of note, people who are, you know, verging on celebrity or whatever, yeah. comedians, blah, 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 and so... And then anytime they're on an episode, they plug, hey, this is what project I'm working on. And a lot of times it's their podcast. It's super, like everyone has a podcast. And so like through that show. I know what you mean. Right. And so through that show and I, I got to know, I got to be familiar with people because they would have repeat guests on and stuff. And then I'd be like, oh, I'll go check out their podcast. And it just kind of grew from there. A lot of what I listen to is comedy. Um, I like stand-up comedy in general. But I, I really got into improv, so I listened to, like, Comedy Bang Bang, which is really popular, Spontaneous Nation, that kind of stuff. And that, and then the serial branched into a lot of true crime podcasts, so My Favorite Murder. Like, I listen to a lot of the big ones. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with those, but... I am. That, yeah, Fred is. But um, those are pretty popular, but... I, yeah, I mostly listen to, to, to comedy or, or, or true crime for the most part. But Is I've, My Favorite Murder, is that your favorite true crime one? Yeah, there's a lot on my list. Serial, it's 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 very different than than Serial. Serial is, is, is kind of um, scripted and report, reporting, you know, it's more journalistic and facts. My Favorite Murder is a whole different thing that's i mean they're talking about important things and telling stories and stuff but it's a comedy true crime pockets. podcast yeah pockets <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they're those they're of a you lot who different. listen yeah, to it knows know. what that means no yeah <laughs> and i like some <laughs> but yeah I, I i'm very into podcasts i'm always willing to listen. i think i started like two or three new ones this week and i i like to go back to the beginning and like listen from the beginning i love that like do, i love to do see you the have a favorite one like, if, if right now, if Ugh. I had to pin you down, what is your favorite podcast at present? Because I, I know you, say, no, I can't say obviously, you rifle through. Right. No, 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 at present. No, right now. All the, the 85 hours a week you're listening, <laughs> what would you say is your favorite right, right now? Right now, it's Conan O'Brien's. It's Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Right now, that's my favorite one. It makes me laugh so hard every week he he gets he obviously can pull some pretty big guests because you know he's a talk show host for 30 years conan o'brien and he's hilarious on his own and he's got his assistant who's funny who's on the show and then the producer of the show you know comments in and and i know him from other podcasts he's a comedian on his own he just kind of got in as a producer on that show Hmm. but he has pretty pretty big guests that are are so funny like the jeff goldblum one is hilarious and well can i kind of interject for it well half pint turned me on to the Conan O'Brien thing mm-hmm. and it, it it's called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend and the premise of it is Conan on his show over all these years interviews anybody who, everybody who's anybody right 
all these big names. Right. And so the I believe the genesis of the show was he was thinking all these people I interview, I wonder if they would actually be my friend. So what he does is he invites people on. And like some of the ones that I've listened to were um, Jeffrey... The guy Dahmer. <laughs> no, We're all thinking. waiting for it. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He was one. <laughs> I just said that. I don't know. We had but Bill Hader. It's a good Bill people. Hader. This week was like Hannah oh, the, Gadsby, which was great. She's Bill hilarious. Hader was hilarious. But anyways, they spend like an hour together. And that sort of the thing is instead of the, just the on-camera questions asking about a show mm-hmm. or a movie they're doing... They talk about life, what their struggles were coming up into the entertainment world, and they the goal is to see, hey, could this person actually be my friend? And they don't normally don't answer that question at the end, but <laughs> you get a feeling for it. And it's it's very interesting to hear these people when they're not, you know, shilling for a movie or a right. TV show. Right. And it's they're more just, of a real conversation. They're just being themselves. And and of course, Conan is a crack up. He's super funny. And if he gets somebody that's another funny person, it, it's just hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's I know we listened to the Colbert episode. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we started Dan yeah, Carvey. That was exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. 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 That, yeah, I really That I really Bill really Hader one was The Bill hilarious. Hader one's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I, I just, you... you didn't explain that. And I yeah, thought no, that, you're good. You're fine. I thought that was kind of an important part of what like i could just like read a list like i have a schedule like every day i'm like oh my god it's tuesday i know it's on today like i'm so excited but yeah it's the the new television yeah it is it keeps me thoroughly entertained i i laugh like i used to sit at my desk because we're all allowed to have headphones in but some people don't do it when i first started i've been at my job for like three years like my first like year i'd have them in and i'd be like trying to stifle it and like not laugh because i'm like people are gonna think i'm weird (laughs) not like today i like everything was like quality content today and i'm just I'm just full on laughing out loud. I don't care anymore. I laugh. Like, we had a new person sit across from me, and they're like, what? They would give me dirty looks. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just a podcast. I swear I'm not crazy. I'm just going to laugh. It's just going to happen. You're just going to have to get used to it. <laughs> but, yeah. But I, I like to listen to some that aren't all straight white men. There's a lot of that. So if you can find some cool ones, like I listened to one called Homophilia, and they talk. It's Dave Holmes, who was a... a not a, a VJ on MTV. I don't know if you guys know Dave Holmes at all. Oh, yes, he's really, he's oh, great. I love him. He's hilarious and he's really good. And it's him and, and another guy who's hmm. like a comedy writer and stuff. And, and they interview people, you know, from the LGBT who, I, I'm not part of that community, but I love that podcast. They're hilarious. And, and it's just insight on different stuff that I didn't know. And I, I've gotten away a little bit from the comedy and true crime and just like facts and cool, you know, exploring certain things that someone's curious about and Stuff like that. Just learning random things. Like, it's just kind of like fun facts every week. So, yeah. I listen to all kinds. If you ever need suggestions, I listen to a wide variety of I'm podcasts. taking mental notes. I have speaking. so many. You're definitely a good source, so. Yeah. Keep that in mind. And that will segue to a bad source. Um, I am kind of a... I'm growing into podcasts. Um, I my sister has been trying to get me into them for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've resisted, but lately I've been breaking into it a little bit. There's two that I listen to primarily. Um, one is called Pod Save America. Yep. Um, John Favreau, who was an Obama aide, and along with three other Obama staffers, um, they do a show. It does lean left, so I mean to know that going in. 
Um, very informative, though. It's a great round table. It actually reminds me a lot of this. Um, it's just a lot of lightning round topics, and they dive in, and it's just amazing. Um, the second, I am an unabashed nerd. Um, I don't hide from it. I embrace You're in it. the right place. <laughs> exactly. So there is one called New Rockstars Debrief, and they break down everything Marvel and DC, uh, even a little bit of Dark Horse, uh, comic-wise. Um, they break down trailers all the time. They break hmm. down movies, Easter eggs, uh, what have you. Everything you could possibly think of, they break down. Ooh. So I will sit there, and you can actually watch them. <laughs> they, you, yeah, you can catch them on the podcast, or they'll actually do a video version on YouTube. Cool. What's um, an Easter egg? An oh. Easter egg. That's <laughs> What? I have we no gotta take idea. you way back. <laughs> I don't know what an Easter egg is. Spooch. <laughs> well, picture, say, okay, well, that's how, how do I do this without giving you a spoiler of some sort? What's what's an Easter egg in real life? Yes. Well, you find something. Yeah. Yes. Hidden. So it's a little hidden yes. gem. Or oh, I thought it was a thing. It's kind of an inside <laughs> item that will tie to the storyline in a deeper way. I'm trying to think of an example that's like. I know. I can't oh, think really? Of like well-known one any, already. That's not a any spoiler. Avengers movie that has something that happens in the comic books that they bring to the big screen. They'll do that, and they'll. It's a little nod to. If the you're movie. in yeah. the know, yes. you'll catch you'll it. Catch it during the movie, and it's exciting. Yeah. Or something. Or here, here's one that's not a spoiler. So in uh, Endgame, I think not a spoiler, but it was Stanley's. I think last thing, yes. last yeah. appearance. But when they showed him, it's not. Totally an Easter egg, but he's when he's on a bus or something, and whatever line he says, and he's reading the script for like Mall Rats or yes. something. So that's an Easter egg because like, he was in Mall Rats. Because he's in yes. Mall Rats, and Mall the new yep. it's a script for the new Mall Rats that's coming out, and it's like, like for a Kevin Smith, wink, it's, wink, like, nod, nod. it's a yes. wink, wink, nod, nod. So it's it, like it has nothing to do with the actual plot or yes. the movie that's happening. But it's like, oh, I get that. That's a cool thing okay. that I, I caught while watching. I everything. caught that and just did not know yeah. what to call it's, it. Yep, it's something hidden that you would see. And they'll break down movies to where they'll find hundreds of these. Okay. So, I mean, they'll have a half an hour video on a movie, and I just love watching every bit of it, how it comes together. Uh, they had a podcast when Game of Thrones was still on, they called Westeros Weekly. And they broke down. They even broke down the music choices of the oh, episodes, awesome. how they represented the, the story. So, 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 so yeah. So I, it's, I love it. So those, those are the two that I listen to the most. I took a lot of notes when Half Pint was talking because a lot of those sound amazing. <laughs> Dude, so I can literally I am... pull this up. You will like keel over in your chair. <laughs> like I should just like end of this podcast, edit it in, just like me listing all the podcasts I listen to. It's so bad. I just need to be more like you. That is, that's all there is. To it's it. real bad. Well, maybe but, we can do is on Facebook. Facebook will put in like my schedule. Well, how about yours? <laughs> yes. Maybe like top three of yours. All right, oh, yeah, sure. my sure. one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna be real sad when I get a new job one day and I can't listen to my podcast because I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Like, I know it's not realistic. Like, you can't do that in like no. a normal job. Yeah, so I work in a warehouse, so I can't do that for a second. No nope. breaks, maybe, but yeah. Uh, in your interview, you be like, is this job podcast friendly? Yeah, I've had a lot of jobs that were headphone friendly, so we'll see moving forward. I can't take this position. No. Fred? Oh, okay. Well, you sort of stole my thunder a little bit. Pod save Pod America. Save America. Oh. Because when I first started listening to podcasts, I think the first one... I did listen to Half Pint Recommended was um, My Favorite Murder. Mm. And 
it, that podcast, like when they were into the subject matter, I really, really enjoyed. But there were parts of it I, I couldn't handle. Some of the banter would drive me crazy, and it might just be because of my personality. So I was looking for something else, and since I'm very interested in politics, as you might have surmised by now, <laughs> I I actually stumbled across Pod Save America because I just went on, I think it was um, Spotify, and I searched political. That'll was be the top, top of the list. <laughs> but me not understanding technology, didn't realize that because it came up first, so that was top of the list. Sorry. I don't know what Easter eggs are either. Algorithms. Algorithm. Heard of them. So I started listening to it, and then I came home, I think probably the first day, and uh, I mentioned it to my family that I had listened to a podcast, and that's like the number one in the whole country. Yeah, congrats. You congrats. found the top yeah, podcast. I'm like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> So anyways. You thought Pod Save America was an Easter egg? <laughs> I did. I did. I so the first one. There's John Favreau, <laughs> like uh, we got John Lovett there too, right? Said. We got Tommy Vitor, yes. John Lovett, and Dan Pfeiffer are the main guys on it. And um, Favreau, Vitor, and Pfeiffer were all in the Obama administration, and like Spooch said, they lean left. And then Lovett was a speechwriter for Hillary and Obama both. Yes. So, the thing about these guys, what I really kind of glommed on to is they were in the trenches. Mm. They were speechwriters and they were aides. And like Tommy Vitor, he was a national security spokesman. So, he's in the thick of all this international stuff. When the president traveled, Vitor traveled with him and he was an advisor with this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I lean left, obviously with the mm-hmm. podcast I'm on. But the thing about these guys is they were there for mostly eight years. Mm-hmm. They were in the trenches of the stuff. They understand when when they see a story, a news story, or some kind of report, they know how to relate to it because they were there. Right. You know, they were there. So that is probably my top political podcast. My secondary is a spinoff, and it's Pod Save the World, and it's... Tommy Vitor again, it's his, and then he's got a guy, Ben Rhodes, on there. And Ben Rhodes was nas- National Security Advisor for Obama. Hmm. And this guy, I mean, the guys from Pod Save America are pretty slick, but I think Ben Rhodes is, like, next level. He, yeah. He's amazing. This, I listen to the stuff that just comes out of his mouth and, and flows, and it's just like, how do you know that? I mean, about anything. They talk about the Middle East, Israeli and the Pakistan thing. or yeah. just It just blows my mind. Um, and then John Lovett spins off of Pod Save America with Love, Love it, it or Leave, leave it. it. And that, John Lovett is a clown. He's, he's very funny. He's, to me, he's sort of a comedian, even though I don't think he is by profession. But uh, his show is a little bit lighter. Because he he can't help himself, he goofs around a lot more, and he's a little bit of a screwball. But he's super smart, and he brings on different people from the other two, and it, it's really a good show as well. He does a lot of um, traveling, a little bit more, cool. and he does a lot of live stuff, which mm-hmm. is good. So, um, and then another favorite of mine is it's it's the Rachel Maddow show. 
but this podcast is just the night before MSNBC show, if you missed it. So if I miss it at 9 o'clock, I'll listen so to Rachel. So it's just the Rachel Maddow It show. is the Rachel Maddow <laughs> Show. This is not a podcast. A, it is a podcast. I am disqualifying. <laughs> and then I'm I'm going to include uh, also is the Conan and Brian Needs a Friend. So good. That's that's a really good one, too. So those are my the five that I came up with. So You need some more ladies in your life. Sorry. Well, okay. I'll give you some ideas. All right. Well, you, you know me, so... <laughs> You hate women? <laughs> do you hate women now? <laughs> no, I'm no, not I that. do I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, so let's do this. <laughs> no, no, seriously, this is good. Since you're, so you are like the the uh, keeper of odd knowledge over there, you right now are going to pick out a podcast for each of us. I like this. Oh shoot! Oh, yeah. this is you should have given me like no, a no, no, right. no. I, you might have to cut out si- some silence here. Okay. You gotta no, let me think. You got my notes ready? Oh no! Oh no! no this is good All because right, hold on, hold on. Because you've on. seen a deficiency in my podcast listening, so this right, should I be easy. One. So here we go. Here we go. All right. All right. Give me hear. a second. Give me a second. I might have lied. <laughs> it's gonna be so much editing. I'm so part. stressed out. This is too stressful. Okay, it might this not is be when able to. Our best. Mm. Come on, you can do it. Hmm. All right, Nobs. Hi. Why, she's losing yeah, this. Are there any other ones that are, I mean, because you like the gaming thing, right? Are there any podcasts other than the one you're involved in that you listen to at all? Um, I don't really listen to them, but there is um, Beast Cast and Giant Bomb Cast are like two of the big like gaming podcasts. So if anyone's looking for a gaming podcast recommendation... Those are probably going to be it. Do the do those podcasts like not speak to you as far as like the games you're interested in? Is is that why you it, it, honestly it all goes back to lifestyle? I just, I just don't have the yeah right. the, the time to do it. Although um, I have been going to the gym a little bit, there you go. getting uh, pumped up. So we that's actually when I started. Pump. That's when I uh, listened to the first Girl, two episodes man. of I'm the Franz and you are Franz. <laughs> So it's one of the first two episodes of the Chernobyl podcast was while I was on a treadmill. So oh, excellent. Maybe I'll get a podcast or two in there. You know, you know what I didn't mention, and I'm in concurrence with Half Pint, that the job that I have is I, for eight, nine, eight hours a day, I can put earphones in mm-hmm. and I can listen. Mm-hmm. And I walk every day at lunch. So yep. I walk for an hour. So I, I normally listen to live news in the morning and then... Mm-hmm. At lunch, I'll listen to a podcast, and then sometimes a second podcast during lunch, and then right before I leave to go home, I'm back on the live oh, news. Wow. Just oh man! I well, I get MSNBC. Amazing. I stream it through our our video. Oh, that's perfect. Here, I don't have because a long... we have it here. Oh, I can sure. see it on my phone. Oh yeah, so I get yes, live exactly. feed. So I watch it all day if I want. I don't even have a long commute. To and from work, so I can't even listen to a podcast no. then either. Yeah, mine's about ten minutes, and then I'm constantly. That mine's on... about three minutes, so yeah, like see, that. I'm constantly it was talking not to work. the factory about different items coming over to the fair warehouse. Yeah. I can't throw earbuds in. Oh, that's well, I hate both of you now. I have <laughs> I have a thirty-five minute commute in in the morning and up to an hour on the way home, but I don't see, listen. Could... To, I don't listen to podcasts because I'm. So you I'm could on finish the live an, news again. But, oh yeah, but you I could finish a normal well. podcast between your your commute to and from work. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I about an hour. Could. All right, I don't have one for Fred, 
but I recommend things to you all the time, so whatever. That doesn't matter. You don't count. This is this one's out on a limb, but for Spooge, maybe. LeVar Burton reads. Are you, you know LeVar oh, Burton. Absolutely. You I like Star ne- Trek. I love Next Generation. And so so oh, yeah. you're in on Star Trek, but and I feel like you like to read. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. So there we go. So we have LeVar Burton. He's reading. It's gotten progressively better. So he just reads short stories, and hmm. every week is a different short story. I don't read, and I like that podcast. I've have heard. you listened to that? Oh, yeah, we've listened You've to made that. us listen yeah, to it when we traveled. Yeah, he's yeah. got a great Who? voice, and I, he was great yeah, on Reading great. Rainbow, so, you know. Yeah, there you go. So it's kind of <laughs> so like Reading Rainbow, like, for adults. Where he, it got progressively better, like they do like some sound effects and stuff okay. now. That's better, but it's really good. And every week is a different, you know, author. He's done some Neil Gaiman, but a lot of it mm. I've never heard of. Some of them are, you know, like more you've heard of. Oh sure. But um, a lot of them, it's a, it's not great. all sci-fi. He's really into sci-fi, obviously. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it does lean a little sci-fi, but not always. And they're so good. And now that there's more production on it. It's so good. And it's usually only 30 to 40 minutes. It's not that's, that long. See, that's perfect. Yeah, see? That was Nailed so far, it. So far, you're one for one. You got All right. One. I got one maybe for knobs. Don't know if you'd be full on it. All right. Here we go. But how did this get made? It's a huge podcast. It's comedy. What was it? How did this get made? Okay. It's, it's talking about bad bad movies. Quote. <laughs> quote. In quotes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Such as The Room. The Room, yeah. Is there a big one? But, one you know, I'm sure movies. if you've listed other ones that you would qualify as quote-unquote bad movies fun bad movies not bad not fun to watch fun to watch bad movies and they do it every week and they 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 review bad movies and they're mostly just making fun of it and playing clips and it's super fun and it's paul Shear. i don't know if you know him you probably do know him. probably from somewhere you've seen him before have you have you watched the league before yeah okay paul is andre from the league and jason manzoukas who you know he's in john wick and he's also in the league he was in this third John Wick movie, yep. and then Paul Shear's yep. wife is June Dan Raphael, and they they get some big guests on there too. If, if you're into <laughs> if you're into Hollywood and celebrities, they get some good people on there too. So it's I, really I do fun. love some bad movies. It's you'll like it then. <laughs> so I don't have one for you, but I think I nailed those. How can two. you? Yes, you have one. You nailed that. I suggest things to you. I don't know. I don't know. I'll work on it. Got her in a corner. Come on now. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Well, anyone else got any uh, podcast comments? Promotions? Plugs? Plugs? Is there another one anybody else wants to throw there out there? There is one more that I listened to. Excellent. Um, it, is called, it is called Battlestar Galacticast. <laughs> there you oh, go. All right. And it's for, oh, for you got knobs perked up over for there. For the more recent iteration of the show, obviously. Um, Trisha Helfer is one of the hosts. Yep. And she has, uh, I forgot the co-host's name offhand, it's gonna, that drives me crazy, but they go through each episode of the series, and each podcast is a breakdown of one episode. They'll yeah. have different actors or actresses from that episode, and they'll just break down every possible detail of it. You know, I've not seen BSG in a few years, it might be time for a rewatch. Yes. If you want to do your own uh, BSG podcast, let me know. I will do an episode by episode You're not stealing through. knobs. <laughs> and, and the, I'll put three on my resume. <laughs> and, and my favorite thing about the show is that it wasn't just pew, pew, pew. It was, pew, pew. there were a lot of real world um, sociopolitical themes. There was a lot involved in the show, um, which I love that I've watched it, I think, three times through now. Um, and I just... Love it! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I love the the episode by episode ones. Yeah. I could listen to those all day. When you like really love a show like that, it's yes. so fun. 
But, like, when you're an outsider, you're like, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> but I get it. That sounds... Well, it's easier when the show's done because you just do it at your own pace yes. as well. Like, you don't have to do it on a oh, weekly yeah. basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's perfect. If anyone's not watched Battlestar Galactica, the new one, do it. Yes. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It ties into... A lot of human morals and yes. society, and cool. it's less of a sci-fi and more yes. about humanity. Yep. So love it. Cannot awesome. recommend it enough. That's for you, Half Pint. Watch PSG. I'm on it. I got a long list of things. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm on it. I swear. <laughs> I'm gonna go it. watch like six more seasons of The Sopranos right after this. So. <laughs> Shells is on it. She's watching it, yeah. Oh, excellent. I'll keep pushing her on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. All righty. We're all good? Yeah. All right, well, that was a fun episode, and uh, I think uh, the round table thing worked out really well. It was fun. Yeah, it was Let fun. us know what you think. Blotto yeah. may hate our guts that we've, we've <laughs> well, deviated from here. him. We've deviated from his Bullet points. There may be a two-hour fact check. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, awesome. they, 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 Make him do the fact check and like have him send in an audio yes. of it and just splice it in. It'll be its own episode. He's like, you guys are just wrong. I'm not splicing that in. <laughs> well, I, I would like to say this. Is, is Blotto, the old playground, just wasn't the same without you. No, we miss you. Yep. We miss you, and we hope everything's going well. But we had a good time tonight, and we hope you approve. So, bottoms up. Here's yes. to you guys. Out. Out. Cause baby, I hate you. Cause baby, I hate you. Cause baby.